Welcome to Corbell CareerCast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are joined by Corbell student James Song, who will interview also fellow Corbell student Alex Scott and Allison Marr, all from Safe Abroad, about different internship opportunities there at the organization. So James, take it away. Thanks, Heather. I'm happy to be here. Um, and thanks to both of you. So Alec, uh, you you are the operations lead as well as a, a recent graduate of the Corbell School. And Allison Marr here, uh, she wears many hats, but her main hat being the operations manager at Safe Abroad as well. Uh, I'm currently interning, so I will also be sharing my insights. But I figured I'd start off with uh, some questions for you guys. Uh, and so let's start with you, Alec. Give us a bit of a, a background on what your focus of study has been at Corbell, how you've discovered Safe Abroad, and what that's been like for you. Absolutely. I actually got started at Safe Abroad um, through the uh, University of Denver's the, the PCO, their online job board. I was able to find this opportunity. I was working uh, kind of on campus at a couple of different roles, um, and I was very happy that they you know, were interested in my resume. And I was able to combine my experiences studying international studies at the Joseph School of uh, Joseph Corbell School of International Studies. So this kind of combined my personal experience as well as my personal interests of the kind of international bent, being able to do kind of turn what I've already had years of experience doing writing papers, doing research, um, and filing, <laughs> uh, turn that into kind of a full time or a part time position. Um, and the great thing about uh, both Joseph Corbell um, and also Safe Abroad is that it's really very encourages you to kind of self-start, to kind of find the uh, experiences that seem the most interesting to you and apply your skills in kind of the most open way as possible. Um, at Corbell, I was just in their general studies program and I really enjoyed that it kind of allowed me to kind of design my own coursework or course load and kind of go with the direction that I was interested in. And I kind of found that Safe Abroad was a very interesting uh, match for that as well. Yeah, like you said, uh, Corbell kind of allows you to take a, a specific, you know, whatever path you would like to take. Mm -hmm. And so, Alec, I was wondering, was intelligence actually on your in your mind when you started at this path? Uh, so how did you end up at Safe Abroad? Interestingly, it was not actually. But interestingly, I was kind of given a crash course in it through Corbell, um, especially risk management. That was just something that I didn't even have on the radar of, of possibilities of what to do. Uh, in general, the entire post-graduation is all a haze uh, for me for a very long time. So it was very nice that Corbell not only gives you the opportunity to take interesting courses, but to apply uh, life skills, uh, career skills, and kind of cultivate experience just by doing. Uh, I took a course on risk management, actually, um, I believe last spring, um, and it kind of gave me a very, I was not, you know, Safer Ride wasn't on the radar at the time, I believe. Um, so it was actually kind of just a very interesting coincidence at the same time that I was writing these risk uh, reports. I was also looking at Safe Abroad. So I think that's a kind of a good example of how uh, Corbell kind of designs courses um, that are not only theoretically interesting, but also have very practical applications and give you a lot of life skills while you're learning. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, it the structure does provide us uh, the, the incentive and the opportunity to 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 broaden our experiences. And mm -hmm. Allison, you know, you're an operations manager now, full-time staff, but you started off as an intern. So I was also wondering how you ended up at Safe Abroad. How do you find yourself there? What you studied in school? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of a weird, weird case. Um, graduated high school a year early in the middle of COVID. 
wasn't really sure what to do with myself, hadn't decided my major at all. I was supposed to be doing a year of community college. Um, COVID hit, that didn't happen. I took some online courses and stuff like that. Um, so when I did eventually apply to the University of New Haven, which is where I ended up, you know, I kind of settled upon their international affairs major, which super interesting to me. It let me pull in all of my history background, all of my economics, all of that policy work, interacting with people. Um, and it wasn't shoving me into one thing. Um, you know, whereas my brother, who's a computer science major, he's going to be doing computer science for the rest of his life. Mm. Um, and so I like that flexibility. And so during my freshman year, um, I took a modeling United nations course. Um, and one of my fellow students in that class actually recommended me towards Safe Abroad um, because they had applied. Um, and they're like, I know you're only a freshman, but you know, you should throw your name in the hat, see where it goes. Um, I ended up getting that internship. I did that internship in January of 22. Um, very, very quickly, we had that war in Ukraine first happening. And with my background in Russia and Ukraine and those languages, you know, I was on the on the front parts of those safe abroad efforts um, on monitoring that. I think I was up for something like four days straight, um, just monitoring what was going online, learning wow. everything that I could about open source intelligence. Like I have screenshotted all of those messages. I have them on my computer. Like that is something I'm so proud of. Um, and that experience, you know, kind of led me to stay on with safe abroad. Um, I was just supposed to be an analyst. Um, the operations lead at the time, his name was Ryan. He ended up getting another job opportunity. So this was day two of being on the job as an official safe abroad analyst. And I got hired on as the operations lead after that. So very quick promotion. Um, well, what I liked about that and what about that experience and kind of the growth path that I've had since then is that if you have something that you're good at and you're willing to work at it, safe abroad will let you just run with it. Um, and so there are you know, additions I've added to the internship program that weren't there before, you know, the entire concept of the team leads, which is an opportunity we have, is something that I was able to invent, create, and implement. And so for anybody out there who has that drive, who has that initiative, um, Safe Abroad is definitely, definitely the place for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a Safe Abroad does allow you to really kind of uh, pursue specific uh, skills or passions that you you have uh, and so I, I agree on that regard. And, and it's really interesting hearing your stories uh, because I also did not have an intelligence background. Uh, I haven't taken any intelligence coursework. Uh, uh, and yet, you know, somehow we've all met at Safe Abroad. So it's very interesting in that regard. But that does bring me to my next question, which is, well, what exactly it is, what exactly does Safe Abroad do? And so, Alec, I'd love it if you would share with us some of what kinds of tasks you did during your time as an intern and then as a lead specifically intelligence related work that you've personally done, what skills you've developed doing that work and as well as what kind of training was provided for you to do that work. Absolutely. I think you also kind of introduced it pretty well that I also started as an intern um, and then I was able to stay on as a team lead. And then at the end of my time as a team lead, I was actually promoted to operations lead as well. Um, so I think that really kind of demonstrates that Safe Abroad is a really good place of, you know, internal hiring of internal promotion. Um, where we, we kind of put everybody in a pool and we try to learn what their skills, uh, their skill sets, their ability to lead, their ability to learn. And we just kind of organize, allow them to organize themselves and we or help uh, organize and train them to find, you know, their kind of collective niche. Um, I think at Safe Abroad, I mean, we've already talked about that. We work primarily with risk management, with risk assessment, incident monitoring, 
Uh, we're actually, we have a lot, as you mentioned, there are a lot of hats that go around of responsibilities. Uh, Safe Abroad takes a lot of uh, looks at the study abroad programs, uh, locations around the world. Uh, we try to assess the safety and security of students that as they travel. Um, so in some ways that can be incident monitoring kind of 24 hour or the daily or as close to real time as possible incident monitoring. It's also in-depth um, assessments or locations. It could be as broad as entire nations or regions and looking at trends, but it could also be as specific and minuscule as trying to identify individual neighborhoods uh, or hotspots for local crime or for tourism. So we take a very close and informed look at the international trends. We start small and we try to find and provide that intel analysis of being able to make the larger picture make sense to our clients as well. So it's safe abroad. Uh, every single aspect of that is kind of trying to find the best way that individual interns can collect data, can identify the difference between data and noise, uh, be able to pull long-term or short-term or medium-term trends from that information, and as also presenting that information to clients. So we, had, as Allison mentioned, we have a lot of different teams that are divided. Uh, I started out working for the regional uh, intelligence team. That was kind of restructured. Now we work with strategic and tactical intel. Uh, so interns are able to work in kind of the very regular rolling uh, deadlines. Where we're able to put out weekly reports, monthly reports, um, identify uh, intel, uh, just the intel analysis uh, and quality assurance on that end. But we're also able to do kind of uh, commissioned work, client work, a lot of research reports, um, we're able to do reports on the horizon, uh, situation reports on, on events that are occurring in real time. So we're able to kind of apply both a quick find, use all of your open source intelligence skills to identify everything you can right now uh, for people who may be abroad. But we also do the kind of longer term. Um, if you're thinking about going to these regions, these, this is the most important information. These are the resources you need to know. But we also work with Intel Innovation. So uh, we encourage uh, interns to come here with their preconceived or their pre-developed skill sets and kind of pool that information together to see where how we can improve um, the way that we gather information, how we uh, analyze information. So it's a lot of different uh, realms that interns uh, and team members work at Safe Abroad. It's not ex specifically contain, uh, contained to working with an individual program or working on an individual team. Exactly. I mean, uh, one thing I did notice about Safe Abroad was that you know, as you mentioned, there are the moment-to-moment -moment analyses that we have yeah. to do, the intelligence mm -hmm. gathering that we do. But Safe Abroad is also an organization that kind of provides uh, its clients information broadly on a macro scale. And mm -hmm. uh, Alec also touched upon other peripheral things, such as the Intel Innovation. Um, you know, there's the upcoming Safety Abroad Summit that Safe Abroad is hosting as well. Uh, I happen to work on those two particular projects, which was interesting and somewhat unexpected. Uh, I again, I don't have an intelligence background, but it was really nice to to see there were learning opportunities beyond just intel intelligence gathering and analysis that still mm -hmm. supports Safe Abroad's mission. So, Allison, could you just kind of go into some of those other things and talk about the skill sets that interns can acquire at Safe Abroad outside of just intelligence? Yeah, absolutely. So while the majority of our interns are, like you said, that Intel focus, we have and we do have interns who are focused on other areas of our company. We have business analysts. Um, we have marketing people. So, you know, if you're not in the world of international affairs, you know, we have that going on. Um, James just gave that wonderful plug about the Safety Abroad Summit. That is 
networking 101. We are pulling together people from across the international education community, people from the State Department, people from the CIA, people from universities across the United States um, to say, you know, here's what's going on. What can we do about it? And getting everyone in the same room to have a conversation. So that entire team is not necessarily focused on Intel, although Intel is the topic, right? You know, that's learning how to do a cold call. That's learning how to do effective outreach via email. James, you've been running a wonderful marketing campaign. Um, Penelope has been working on all of the wonderful stuff for the swag bag and just the behind of scenes of having a website that works, making sure it works on mobile, you know, figuring out how to get people to sign up for an event that hasn't been run before. Um, And so that goes beyond just the writing and the research and the analysis that Alec was talking about before. Um, And it doesn't matter whether you're in the Intel program or if you're in something else, you know, I I think everyone learns a little bit of everything. Yeah, I I agree. And and I don't want to take away from the intelligence part. I mean, that's definitely a large part of what you're going to do as as an intern, no matter what project they're working on. Uh, but, you know, Allison, I do appreciate you providing that insight beyond just intelligence, because I do feel it's important to note that whether it's corporate or private intelligence organizations like Safe Abroad or public organizations like the CIA, there is other work that goes on to support and complement the intelligence work. So, again, I appreciate your explanation on some on what some of that is at Safe Abroad. And, so, and moving on to my next question, Allison, is at this point, well, you've taken on several Corbell interns. And so there must be some sort of characteristics or traits that you're looking for that we happen to fit. And so I'd love it if you could kind of go into what those things are, what you're looking for in an applicant. Yeah, absolutely. And so I had the honor of hiring the first Corbell student to Safe Abroad spring 20... No, it would have been summer 2022 is the first intern that I had. I forget what, what his name was, um, but always very driven strong research and writing skills, but mostly there's this attitude among Corbell students of just, you know what, I might not know how to do this, but I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to come to you and you're probably going to tear it apart and do edits and, you know, tell me how bad it is, which I promise, you know, I'm not that bad with that stuff. Um, He's not that bad. I can vouch for that. Um, but there's always that willing to learn and to do better and to do more. And, you know, they can take everything that you throw at them and they'll keep coming back for more. Um, I think Alec is the perfect case testimony of that. Um, he was the first Corbell student that I kept on as a team lead. He was my second batch of team leads that I ever ran. Um, and again, through everything I, you know, everything I threw at him and then some, um, he has been a phenomenal help to me in all of the things that I do. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do without him, um, but that's also a problem for like two weeks from now. So I'm, I'm trying not to worry about it all too much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like Alec mentioned earlier on, uh, you know, Corbell structures its its program in a way where, you know, we def- we understand that we have the support that we need from the school when we need it. But, you know, it's also very much like go forth and do what you want to do and and just you know, hit the ground running. And, you know, so I feel like safe abroad, at least my experience there has been, yeah, let me just dig into this, go for, go at it right away and just tackle it. And, you know, the support that we have, the constructive criticism that we receive, again, it's really not that bad. Uh, So, you know, it's been a fantastic experience in that regard. Um, Well, talking about Corbell uh, interns at safe abroad, I mean, that kind of reminds me 
uh, Alec, a little bit about the fact that, yeah, we do have the Corbell community of students and alums that we can benefit from, right? But have you had any networking opportunities at Safe Abroad outside of fellow Corbell students? I think that's a very good question. Um, the good thing about Safe Abroad is that because this is a nationwide organization, this is a remote position, uh, everybody, all applicants are from countless universities or organizations. We have international students that we've been working with as well. Um, we have a lot of East Coast and West Coast uh, synergy, which I, which is a fun word. Um, so we were able to meet uh, people not just within the kind of the Corbell community, though the good thing has been that you will have support within the, at Safe Abroad of knowing people uh, that you'd be able to meet and talk to on campus. And one of the team leads, uh, Jeff, is actually also a Corbell student. Um, and it's very nice that it's for a while when before the Corbell community kind of became one of the more traditional hiring pools. Um, it was a little bit interesting to be one of the only uh, at the institution. But now what is really nice is that it's not only a couple, quite a few people from Corbell, it's also people from Mercyhurst, we have people from East Coast, South, uh, the Northwest. Uh, and now uh, currently I am in Arizona right now. I've graduated. Um, so it's kind of nice having a more regional flair. You're able to meet with uh, other communities, other uh, programs, see what opportunities that they have. We host a uh, job posting board as well on Slack. So we encourage um, uh, interns and team leads to kind of share postings or share like leads on the possibility of uh, who to talk to, contact information like that. But we also work directly with clients from around the country as well, mostly primarily uh, academic institutions, but we also work uh, in the public, uh, work with the private sector uh, people as well. Um, the uh, Paul, the manager of uh, risk, uh, the risk management of the head of essentially of Safe Abroad right now, uh, always that likes to encourage networking, likes to encourage the alums, the former uh, either interns or team leads to gather uh, for every session to kind of show the their experience with Safe Abroad, how they use that experience to get in their current positions. Um, and we always connect uh, LinkedIn and we share emails as well through that. Uh, so at Safe Abroad, it's always about you are here for now. What are you going to do in the future and how can we help you get there? Yeah, I really did appreciate Safe Abroad kind of uh, making that connection, uh, you know, helping us make connections with uh, alums that have actually mm -hmm. come and gone through Safe Abroad. And now they're doing, you know, uh, great things out there mm -hmm. and more varied things than I than I actually would have thought. Right. So they're they're doing they're in a variety of fields. And so it's nice to have that resource. It's nice to have those kinds of people who are very willing to help you get to where you want to go. Uh, and as you mentioned, Alec, there's the the LinkedIn group for uh, mm -hmm. Safe Abroad alums that, you know, you can always rely on. So I do I do believe that there is a lot of opportunities there as well. Um, and so you know, I, I guess for anyone interested in actually applying for Safe Abroad as an intern, Allison, uh, I you know, what what's the process like? Uh, I, I believe you would be looking for someone to start in, in January in the winter quarter. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So our fall internship session is about to start. Um, I think it'll actually start before this episode airs. Um, so it's a little too late to apply for that one um, for anyone listening. But we are applying for our spring cohort, which will go from the very end of January to the beginning of May. So it's a 15 week session. Um, everyone comes out with at least 150 hours of, of internship credit. Um, you know, oftentimes that gets leveraged into 
you know, three credit hours. Um, I believe that's at least what it is at the University of New Haven. I'm not sure what it is at Denver. Um, but in terms of the application process, super duper duper easy. Um, just go to safeabroad.com slash careers or just go to safeabroad and hit the careers button. Um, it shows the four different internship types that we offer. Um, by far, the most popular one is the intelligence analysis internship. But again, there is also options for business analysts and marketing people um, and just general help, um, which we are always, always, always happy to have those other three when they when they show up. Um, so feel free to apply there. Um, it just is as easy as, you know, sending in your resume. Um, I review it, see if you'd be a good fit for us. Um, and then I set up an interview and it's, it's, it's as quick and easy as that. Um, one thing that I would like to know is we do have a minimum 3.0 GPA requirement, um, and you must have completed at least 15, um, credit hours before you apply. So, um, if you're just starting your freshman year, um, you won't be able to apply until after you finished your first, uh, semester. Yeah, but if you if you have a quite a bit of coursework under your belt already and you're looking for an internship, I will also second, you know, feel free to apply to Safe Abroad. It's been a wonderful experience. If you feel like you have any of the the traits and the characteristics that uh, Alec and Allison have have mentioned thus far, if you feel like you fit that bill, you know, I'd say go for it. Uh, send that resume in, and uh, you know, I'm sure Safe Abroad would would love to have a conversation with you. See, you know, maybe see where you could. Uh, be a good fit. Um, and so I think we learned a lot about Safe Abroad today. And again, as a current intern, I'm happy to say that I enjoyed my time at Safe Abroad and got a lot out of it. Although like any internship, you get as much as you put in or, or make of it. But I felt Safe Abroad provided the opportunities and the avenues to do so. And again, I personally enjoyed working under these two and thank them profusely for all of their help during my time at Safe Abroad. You guys have been always willing to provide assistance or advice, and that's really made a, a big difference for me. So thank you again to both of you for sitting down with me today for this episode of the Corbell CareerCast. Thank you, James. Thank you very much. And I would just like to echo my thanks to James and Alec and Allison for joining us today. Hopefully you've learned a little bit more about Safe Abroad and the opportunities that it can offer you as a Corbell student, um, particularly if you're interested in the security field or even international education. So thank you all so much for joining us and we hope you'll join us next time on Cobalt Crewcast.